We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Football Podcast is presented to you by Yahoo Sports Daily Fantasy. Check them out this playoffs. We've got a four-game playoff slate for you on Yahoo Daily Fantasy. It's $150,000 baller, $15,000 going to first place. Great payout structure, only $10 on an entry fee. Great tournament for you guys this playoff season. Check them out over at Yahoo Sports Daily Fantasy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the DFS OGs podcast right here on rotogrinders.com. Back with a special edition of the playoffs. We we couldn't leave you guys hanging. We had to get in, give our thoughts here on the four games. We will cover each and every game from a DFS aspect. We will look at the spreads, totals, see if there's any edges there. But let me bring in my boys, as always, see how Christmas went. Uh, Any New Year's plans, notorious Head Chopper, as always, back here for another week, boys. How we doing? Noto, we'll get started with you. We missed you last week, buddy. How's things? How was Christmas? And uh, what's the plan? We're recording here on New Year's Eve, so big plans tonight. What's going on? Uh, yeah, sorry to miss the show last week. I had some stuff come up, so I couldn't hop on. But, uh, you know, I hear you guys talked to Duke Williams and Derek Henry and all the guys uh, that just went off last week. So that's good. Um, as far as tonight, uh, New Year's Eve, don't have a ton of plans. I think just going to my dad's or having a little get together. So yeah, it's definitely different from, uh, New Year's when I was, you know, in my twenties. 
Yeah, New Year's definitely like changes uh, as we get older and you have kids and then, it, you know, my wife's in the corner falling asleep at, at 930, <laughs> like at least make it till midnight and the kids want to party all night long. So we'll see. Should be a fun night uh, with the family just laying low on my end, but uh, looking forward to it. Chop, how we doing, buddy? How's week 17? And uh, it's a big. what's the big plans for the Chop Man for New Year's? Oh, yeah, week 17 was terrible. We can just throw that one away. But uh, <laughs> New Year's, man, you're right. It does change, right? Because, like, back in the day, I, I remember specifically certain times on New Year's Eve, I would drive down to Galveston and party all night, hop in my car at, like, 5 in the morning and drive back to San Antonio. <laughs> that, I mean, it's not, so, so bad that you think about the things you did. And and then now, now yeah, you're right. I'm going to go and bring my little vegetable tray to my mother-in-law's and hope I can stay up till midnight and pop some fireworks with the kids. Life life comes at you fast, man. You got to be you gotta be aware of it. And, and if you're the young guy out there, you become the old guy really damn fast. Like, it, all of a sudden, like, holy shit, I'm the old guy. So enjoy it while you got it. Have fun. But – just know uh, it, it comes along fast. So, all right, let's get into the football, guys. Four games here, two Saturday, two Sunday. Uh, DraftKings has the the four games all in one. A uh, millionaire maker going. So, nobody's going to win a million here. Hopefully, it's one of you guys listening, if not one of us. So, first game on the docket, Saturday afternoon, Buffalo and Houston. So, very interesting game. Houston, we didn't get much out of them last week. Rested uh, pretty much anyone of importance. Buffalo did the same. So, Chop, we'll start with you, buddy. Both teams should be rested, ready to go. Buffalo has had some big road wins here this season. Houston's looked like a contender at times. Uh, the spread indicates this should be a pretty close game. So uh, what do we got DFS-wise here? Buffalo and Houston to lead us off. Is this a, you know, these, these uh, all four of these games, I find them to be very interesting. So we got that going for us this weekend. And this one's interesting in the fact that, you know, Buffalo is this hot and – upcoming team and I think you know a lot of people are kind of I think we're going to see a lot of people lean on them closer to game time as far as the spread's concerned so I think they're going to be a popular pick uh, DFS wise also uh yeah Josh Allen John Brown against that secondary you can't go wrong there I don't think Cole Beasley's been a touchdown maker this year don't know if I'm willing to buy into a running back just yet so uh, I think the passing game for Buffalo looks good on those aspects. And on the flip side is where it gets really intriguing. Yeah, Houston at home. All year long, I would run and avoid the Buffalo secondary. I don't. I usually don't want guys against Buffalo, especially guys, the guy who's going to be guarded or, or shadowed by Tredavious. So I can't – but I can't – Scratch DeAndre Hopkins off. In fact, I look at that and go, all right, here's an opportunity for us. If you're, if you're going to tell me this guy is going to come in at much lower ownership than he typically would because we, we're scared of a shadow job, I'll gladly hop on the DeAndre Hopkins train. The offense does make – it does get a boost when Will Fuller's in there and we don't know what he's going to do or if he's going to come in for his typical two series and then get hurt again and leave and, and leave us hanging in DFS. So – Maybe you invest in some Kenny Stills shares regardless, but boy, I find it hard to believe Deshaun Watson at home is going to come out and lay an egg. I don't care if Buffalo's a good secondary. I got to have some Houston passing attack on some of my teams. Yeah, and I don't even mind the running game here for Houston. I think you can beat Buffalo on the ground. You know, that, that's, they're, they're much stronger uh, against the pass. Top five DVOA against the pass were against the run, number 18. So 
a guy like Carlos Hyde, you know they want to get him the ball a ton. Pretty much a zero in the passing game. Duke Johnson, obviously, uh, intriguing on a site like DraftKings. But, uh, Derek, what do you think there? I agree with Chop on Hopkins, for sure. If he's going to be low-owned, uh, he's a stud. He can win that matchup. But uh, Carlos Hyde, I think, can be sneaky here, only 5,100. Yeah, so we'll make it three for three on Hopkins. Um, when I first, you know, pulled up the, the slate, I was thinking, yeah, Travis White's going to shadow him, probably don't want to go that route. But then everyone else is going to think that same way, and Hopkins isn't a guy that, you know, creates a ton of separation anyway. He's one of the best in the NFL at uh, contested catches. Uh, and then if they play in his own, you know, he's one of the best at finding those holes. So I like him quite a bit here, especially if Will Fuller ends up being out. It sounds like he's day-to-day as of Tuesday. And with this game being on Saturday, that doesn't sound all that great for his availability. So – um, we've seen Hopkins just go nuclear without uh, Fuller on the field this season. So I like that call quite a bit. Agree with you on Hyde as well. Uh, as you mentioned, the Bills much tougher against the pass than they are the run. They're 20th in DVOA against the run so far this season. So I do think the game script sets up a little better for Hyde than it does for Duke Johnson. Uh, but at the same time, if, you know, the Bills come out and get a lead, then this will probably be the Duke game. So uh, maybe get a little bit of exposure to both the running backs. I wouldn't consider either core plays, but – uh, Hopkins definitely my favorite option over there. And Deshaun Watson averaging 25 fantasy points per game at home this season. So, like Chop mentioned, maybe get a few uh, shares of him as well. For the Bills, yeah, Josh Allen, really high floor. We haven't seen a ton of ceiling games from him this season, which is strange because, you know, last season it was the exact opposite. He was boom or bust. But uh, he's had at least 20 fantasy points in five of his last seven games. Good matchup against Houston. Beatable secondary there. I uh, pair him up with John Brown who has a 34% air yard share over the last three weeks, or Cole Beasley, who has a 28% target share over the last three weeks. So I think those are both interesting. And then I have a little bit more interest in Zingletary than Chop, just because uh, he did play 96% of the snaps in week 16. Um, so he might be close to an every down player uh, this week. We know he got rested and Frank Gore did not last week, which made no sense. I mean, I had some TJ Yeldon shares and then Gore was out there playing every snap in the first half. That was kind of frustrating. And single t- Texans have struggled against pass-catching running backs. And you allowed the second most receiving yards to that position. So uh, I think both running backs here uh, very, very much in play. A, a lower total here, but uh, I like both of those guys, Singletary and Carlos Hyde. What about the spread here? We got Houston down to two and a half, open at three. Uh, some action on Buffalo has driven it down a little bit. Total at 43, Derek. You like either of those? Uh, I like the over in this game. You know, it's indoors. So I think the offenses can put up some points. Uh, I think the Texans' passing game should be better than most uh, probably expected to be with Hopkins. So I'll take the over, and then if I have to do a pick on the spread, I'll, I'll take the Bills on the road. I, I like the over a lot here. I'm going with that as well. I think either team could win this game. I do think we're going to get a competitive game. I could see Buffalo going in there and pulling off uh, the upset in air quotes. I could see Houston uh, winning this game uh, easily as well. but. I agree. There will be points scored. So not sure about the line. I'll leave that one alone, but I will go over on that 43. Chop, what do you got? Oh, these four games, there's three, there's three sides. I like a lot. And this is, I like Houston a lot in this game with those points. I don't like they, they flamed out last year in the first round against the Colts. And I just don't think Deshaun Watson does that again. I think that, that little bit of experience really helps him out here to, slow the game down. I think Houston wins this game. All right, let's move on. Probably the game of the week. Uh, the one everybody wants to talk about here, Tennessee, the, the red-hot Titans coming in to face uh, the team that just somehow lost to the damn Dolphins at, uh, at home. To, to lo- How the hell does that happen? So it's magic. Strikes again here. But we have Tennessee 
and New England here, Chop. And it seems like Tennessee on a roll. It seems like everybody uh, is out there picking Tennessee to win this game. It feels like we're burying New England, and then they're going to do the old the, the Undertaker sits up and, and rises from the dead here. So uh, Brady looked bad last week, no doubt. Does he does he respond here? Does he bounce back? Uh, Tennessee, it's been a lot of Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, but we know New England, one of the best at taking the best players away. So uh, I love this game. I can't wait to watch this game at DFS. Uh, which way do we go here? Do we load up more on Tennessee? Or do we believe in playoff-tested Belichick and Brady here against Titans? Yeah, for DFS, this is a tough one because uh, Tennessee is the hot team, and I know that I just got a feeling they're going to gather a lot of steam here closer to kickoff also. But for DFS, I mean, we got New England, and they still – their defense might have been a little bit overrated earlier in the year, but it's still a good defense, and they're still at home, and you've got Belichick game planning for you. So – it's tough to say, well, I'm going to load up on Tennessee offense here because they very well could shut down Derrick Henry, and they've definitely got the personnel to shut down A.J. Green. As, as nice as he's been these last this last month and a half, they've got the personnel to shut him down. And after that, yikes, I don't want to trust Corey Davis or Todd Sharp or, or somebody like that. So, man, that's a tough one for DFS on Tennessee side of it. I guess I'll have some shares of Derrick Henry, but – I don't feel super comfortable with that side of it. And then on the New England side, you can definitely attack the Tennessee secondary, but do we trust Brady? I do not. He is a noodle arm. Like, he is the definition of a noodle arm these days. Like, and he's got no weapons except for Edelman, who's banged up. Can't get Like, they didn't go out there looking ahead in that Dolphins game. They knew what they needed to do in that game, and they still lost. I think that speaks volumes for this team and how poor it is on offense. But we're in we're in the playoffs, and that can only mean one thing: former Super Bowl MVP James White, check down machine. You know James White's the one guy you're gonna lock in. I gotta lock James James White in on DraftKings. He's just gonna be money in the bank. He might catch 12 passes in this game because, yeah, Edelman's hurt and they just don't have anything else. So I'm not buying into they're gonna get Nikhil Harry more, more touches or Mohamed Sanu. I'm out on all that. I'll play some Edelman. And I'll definitely have a lot of James White. But the rest of that, ooh, man, I, I'll pass. I, I love the James White call. I mean, Tennessee, very good against the run. Uh, top 10 DVOA defense there. But uh, bottom 10 in receiving yards allowed to running back. So uh, that is a mismatch. We know New England is one of the best team at, at finding those mismatches. And you're right, James White comes playoff time. This guy comes alive and becomes a big part of that offense. So uh, he's easily one of my favorite plays of the week. Derek, do you ever think we'd say Ryan Tannehill, more expensive than Tom Brady? I just <laughs> never thought we'd see the day, but 500 more. Uh, your thoughts on Brady here? I, I kind of agree with Chop, but there's always that playoff mystique to this team that, that they can just rise up and make it happen. So Titans, I'm having a hard time. Uh, I think some of these guys are a little bit too expensive. Up in New England, I love the white call. Brady, can we play him or not here? Yeah, I mean, the thing with the Patriots is that, you know, they've had these lulls each of the last five seasons or so, but they've always gotten it together right before the playoffs and they've gone on a big run. And, I mean, losing to the Dolphins at home and pretty much a must-win situation, you would have got your first round by, uh, had a chance for Edelman to get healthy. So, I don't know. Maybe this year is different. 
Uh, you know, maybe we all just want the Patriots to lose and for their run to finally be over. But I think this could be uh, their final run. So I will not be targeting Brady. I don't really want a ton of Edelman either. His last three games, 972 and 26 receiving yards. It sounds like his shoulder injury is a lot more serious than they're letting on. And, uh, yeah, like you guys mentioned, James White's the guy to own here. I don't think they're going to get much going on the ground with Sony Michelle. So uh, White's going to get a ton of snaps, a ton of checkdowns. And as you mentioned, Beard, 10th most receiving allowed yards allowed by uh, the Titans this season. So he's really the only one I would look to for the Patriots. Uh, I think their defense is fine as well. Um, if you want to pair those two together, it's not that I don't think the Patriots can win, but I just don't trust their passing game right now. And for the Titans, yeah, it's hard to trust their passing game just because their uh, Patriots secondary is so good. you got to expect Lattimore to shut down uh, A.J. Brown. You know, it could only take one play for him to pay off that salary, but I will not be going there. Uh, Derrick Henry just continues to get Better and better late in the season. 32 carries, over 200 yards, and three touchdowns last week in their must-win game against the Texans. Uh, the Patriots, pretty good run defense, but it's a lot better uh, of an option than trying to attack them through the air. So give me Derrick Henry and give me James White, and that's pretty much it for this game. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna pull out my violin here. You bring up Derrick Henry. Uh, had a run in the Millionaire Maker last week. Uh, and it, it, the, la the last decision was Derrick Henry or Aaron Jones uh, in that last uh, spot, and – like, oh, I'm going to the game. Let me load up on Green Bay and be there watching. So I go with Aaron Jones. Uh, what ended up finished third if I went with Derrick Henry oh. for 50000 instead was 160th, whatever it was. So Dude, Aaron Rodgers missed Jones like six oh, times. Oh, my goodness. Aaron Rodgers looked horrendous. So uh, we'll talk Green Bay next week. But they did not look good at all. And, yeah, he, he overthrew him on two touchdown passes. So frustrating. Made a run at it. It was fun. But, uh, you know, bring up Derrick Henry. That's what I thought of. But. Let's look at the betting market here, guys. Uh, all these lines, courtesy of SharpSide. If you don't have the app, go and download it. We've been telling you about it all season long. Uh, great for props, uh, betting lines, totals. And there is a contest going on as well, absolutely free to play on SharpSide. All you got to do, lock in a bet and make a streak, and you can win uh, some free prizes, a lot of FanDuel cash being given out. So get over and download the SharpSide app today. All right, we got New England Minus four and a half here, Derek, 44 on that total. I will take the under. I think the Titans are going to want to run the ball with Derrick Henry 25 to 30 times if they can, and I don't think the Patriots have the deep threat. Uh, they really need to score a lot of points against this defense, so give me the under. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to go to the over. A lot of these Titans games have been going over lately, so you look at – I think it's seven of the last eight or something, so the points will be scored here. I think New England's offense will be much better uh, than what we've seen here, so – it uh, doesn't take much to go over that 44. Both teams get in the 20s. I think that happens here, so I'll go over. Chop, you breaking the tie on the total, or are you taking a stand on uh, one of these spreads? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with one of the spreads, and I will say this much. When you look at a game like this, uh, the first thing you, have, you look at as a, like an outside observer is which fan base is more obnoxious, and so who should I be rooting for? <laughs> Well, nobody wants to hear I, – I, nobody wants to hear the New England fan base anymore. They're just brutal. I'm, I'm done, you know. Been done with them for over a decade. So, But then on the other side now, do I really want to sit here and listen to Soccer Dave and his DH, DH Ember to remember and Tanny Thrill tweets all week? Oh, man, I don't want to hear that for another week. 
But I'll take the lesser of two evils and I'll root for Tennessee. But I actually like Tennessee a lot on the spread, though. So I'm going Tennessee plus the points. So you'll be using the mute feature on Twitter and uh, all the all the little phrases. And you just you can just block mm. Soccer Dave for a few weeks. No, the mute is good. Sometimes I do like I like I like to sneak in there and mute people when they start to get a little bit obnoxious on Twitter. Like, like I I'll have these runs with Tommy G where like I can listen to him for a month or so, and then he starts to do the deal. <laughs> Where he's, every game he's doubling down in game, and I, I got to hit the mute on him for a little bit. But then I, I remember, oh, I muted him. Let me unmute him, and he's bearable for a little bit. Then I got to mute him again. It's weird. It's a weird cycle. But yeah, the, the mute the mute feature is nice. That's a great feature. There's some other characters out there that, that could draw that that mute feature for sure. So I always forget um, who I mute until they like try to write something to me, and I I can't see it. And I'm like, oh, oh, whoops. sorry, dude. Yeah, I just I leave them. I have never blocked somebody or muted somebody on twitter not one time ever just yeah, let's leave the great. doors try open it, try it out man oh, i mean what well, life changer oh uh, maybe i'll have to give it a shot i, I don't somebody's... block people though yeah i've never blocked anybody but boy some oof. the mute probably would come in handy i may i may have to because you're right they, these are some annoying fan bases here these patriots <laughs> they, these guys have been i mean come on this has got to be the end right i mean Kansas City, Baltimore, somebody's got to take these guys out. I can't see it being all Tanny Hill, but we'll, we'll see. It should be a good game. All right, let's move to Sunday. You got something there, Derek? Titans money line. There you go. Oh, boy. I that, like that worked it. I out like well it. for the Jags. It did. <laughs> one, that one time. <laughs> we, we did uh, put in the Jags money line ticket for you last week. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's kind of how that season's gone. Hey, yeah. your coach is back, though. I I guess I don't, I don't even know what like I want anymore. Five hundred yeah. million a year, so might as well keep him. The future is bright there, town in Jacksonville, <laughs> or not? All right, Sunday we start at one o five with Minnesota and New Orleans Saints big home favorites here. A little bit bigger than I thought it would be. I thought it'd be around a touchdown. We're sitting at minus eight, so not not a huge jump, but a little higher than I thought. But what do we do here, Derek? I think this one has a lot of options. Obviously, Michael Thomas in the Dome, money in the bank. Can we find the money uh, to pay for him? Is he a priority for us? Do we go Camara, the Saints onslaught? And then who gets it done for Minnesota? Do, do we trust Alvin Cook coming back from injury? Uh, Thielen Diggs is always a guessing game. I think this game, probably the key uh, to this weekend and getting this right. So uh, strong leans here, Vikings and Saints. What do you got? Yeah, I'll start with New Orleans. Uh, I haven't tried to build any lineups just yet, but I have to think that Michael Thomas is going to be, you know, a lock play for me across the industry. We know the you know, Vikings have very good defense, but their secondary is bad. Rhodes has been bad. Um, everyone else back there has been pretty bad. We know uh, Thomas is going to get 12 or more targets in this one. He has a high floor, has a high ceiling. He sees a nice mix of, you know, short and deep targets. So he is my favorite player of the entire slate. I expect him to be popular, but – um, I think you just have to lock him in. Uh, don't mind pairing him up with Kamara if you can. Uh, I think most of the production from the Saints is going to go through those two. Uh, and that's why I don't really need uh, or feel a need to get to Drew Brees because I think you can get most of his production through Kamara and Thomas. But uh, if you want to play all three, you certainly can. It's going to be tough to do with the lack of value uh, at some of the other positions. But uh, they're at home, and, you know, they haven't applied total over 28 points. So it's hard not to like uh, the Saints here. Jared Cook's also fine. Uh, if you want to mix him in. But I probably won't be trusting any of these, you know, uh, cheaper guys, Traquan, Ginn, Latavius. I just think uh, they're going to lean heavily on their studs. And 
that's the way I'll be building. For the Vikings, you know, Kirk Cousins, it's not a primetime game, so he's at least got that in his favor. Uh, they're going to be trailing in this one, and he's only 6,100. Uh, I could easily see him racking up the 300-yard bonus uh, in a game where you know they're going to be throwing a lot. So don't mind him. Uh, Adam Thielen hasn't scored double-digit fantasy points since week six, which is kind of crazy. I know he's been injured, but uh, he's played a few games during that stretch as well. Uh, and then Diggs is going to be you know locked up with Lattimore. So not really sure what I want to do with the receivers. I would probably lean Thielen, but you know his form does scare me a little bit. So maybe the option is just to go back to Dalvin Cook. Assuming he's going to be fully healthy, hard to see him losing many snaps uh, in a playoff game. So uh, that's probably the route I would go. And then Rudolph is an interesting punt at 3,500. Yeah, the running back price. I mean, 7,800 for Cook, 7,400 for Kamara Chop. Uh, obviously, a little bit easier to get to than we've had. Uh, in the regular season. So this will be the game. People are loading up on it. Is there a way to get different here that you're seeing? Is this just uh, eat the chalk on a Thomas, a Camara? Uh, what are your thoughts here, Vikings and Saints? Oh, man. Yeah, so this, just a quick spoiler, this is the one game where I don't have a good lean on the spread here coming up. So I'm kind of up in the air on this one. I think uh, for the Minnesota side, yeah, I mean – I mean, I want to, I want to play Cook. Like I, I wanted a better matchup for him in the first round, but this is a brutal matchup. But you can still play him. But man, this you got to temper your expectations. You got Diggs and Thielen. I think they're playable, but you know, again, I don't know. Uh, Kirk Cousins on the road, eh. and on the flip side, Breeze is a hefty price tag. Kamara, he's fine. Michael Thomas is the one where. Man, yeah, I could I could definitely – it would be very easy to sit down and just make – if you're making 20 lineups, make all 20 with Michael Thomas. Like, that would be easy to do. But then you got to start thinking. You got to make – you got to make tough decisions sometimes. And, like, Michael Thomas last year, during the regular season against the Rams, he had that game where he went for, like, 15 catches and 200 yards during the regular season. Then they get to the playoffs and they're at home against the Rams and he is obviously an ultra popular play in DFS and he just completely, uh, you know, tanks like, what was it, like four catches for less than 50 yards or something like that. The point is that you get in the playoffs and the things teams did in the regular season, you know, that goes out the window. They're going to do different things here on defense, so maybe they double him. Maybe they find a way to say, we are going to take away Michael Thomas. You can beat us with Traquan, beat us with Ted Ginn, beat us with Jerry Cook, but Michael Thomas isn't beating us. It, it can happen. I'm not saying it is. It would be very easy to just plug and play Michael Thomas, but sometimes you got to make those tough decisions in those big GPPs, and fading him maybe one of them, especially if we're looking out and he's going to be 60 or 70% owned, you know. That's a tough one, man. So you're on your own there. I, I don't. I don't know. I'm more likely to lock him in with in the smaller contests, but in those big ones that they're giving away a million bucks and you got to beat out that many teams. Who's to say Michael Thomas doesn't put up a five catch for seventy yard game and doesn't find the end zone and that's a complete dud? Yeah, I mean, yeah, can happen. I, I, I'm more on the lock him in with looking at those home numbers. This dude's averaging over thirty DraftKings points a game at home, but. Uh, could certainly see a scenario. Yeah. I get that one too, but I, I will. What was it, Thanksgiving this past year, where I locked him in on Thanksgiving? I think it was, and <laughs> oof, that was brutal. Uh, I was against Atlanta. I was in Atlanta, I think. 
Was that? Yeah, I mean, that was the first one. Right. At home, he's he's been uh, he's been tough. But the point, I mean, it's I'm not arguing the point. I mean, you're going to have to yeah. decide somewhere. I mean, there, there's not a ton of value here unless something changes over the next few days, which this is not the NBA. Uh, everyone's not all of a sudden going to be questionable and sick and all that good stuff. So uh, the value is somewhat limited here. So uh, making a decision like that automatically makes your lineup different. I'm never against that. So. Uh, not arguing that one at all. What do we got on the spread here, Chop? Minus eight for the Saints. High total at forty-nine. I think Minnesota is better than than what people are giving them credit for. So, I, but I don't want to go against New Orleans at home. So I'm taking the over here. I think I think there can be points scored. Uh, Derek, what do you got? Yeah, I don't really like the spread or the total. Uh, I'll root for a close game and take the points with the oh, Vikings. I'm abstaining here. I thought you were going to try to pull the <laughs> – I don't want to make a play here. Not, so. not in the playoffs. Uh, I am going to go over as well. I, I agree, Chop. I think Minnesota could put some points on the board, uh, but New England or New Orleans could, could easily win this by 10 or more. So uh, don't love the spread, but I'll take the over here as well. All right, guys, let's finish it up here. Last game of the weekend. Uh, Seattle, which really blew an opportunity there, came within inches of winning that game. But uh, here they are now down to the five seed, have to travel across the country uh, and take on the NFC's champs, the Philadelphia Eagles, got it done there in week 17. So, Chop, we'll go to you here. Uh, you know, is Seattle, I don't think they're a very good team. Uh, Philly has, has looked like crap as well. So, I don't really love this game for DFS. If there was one game that I'd feel good just crossing it off, I'm not saying I'm going to cross it off, but if there was one game I have the least amount of interest in, uh, it would be this one. So agree, disagree. Uh, you got some plays out of this game. What do you got, Seattle and Philly? Uh, yeah, I disagree. I, I like this game a lot. But it's funny how, like, in sports, these, these championships are decided by things that you don't even really think about in the moment. And Seattle coming up about an inch short of beating San Francisco could be something that swings the Super Bowl this year. Like, they could have knocked San Fran out of that home, home field advantage. You know, I mean, if San Fran goes on to win it with home field advantage, I think you can look back and say, wow, what, what would have happened if Seattle gets that extra inch and then San Fran doesn't get a home game home game in the playoffs against one of those other top teams in the NFC. So, and just like I remember, oh, which boy, poor, uh, poor one out for beer here, the Milwaukee, Milwaukee against uh, Washington. Was it this oh, past yeah. year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the best close, the best do most dominating arm in the bullpen in all the baseball blows it. Could have wrapped it up against Washington and sent Washington home. That's it for Washington. And instead they make this comeback against the best reliever in baseball and then they go on to win the world series these, these little things like that it's so weird how that happens but thanks for bringing that up though <laughs> but isn't that you know washington no, goes know on and win, they win the world series man yeah. and by that all by all by all rights they should have been home in that uh, in that game they should have been done with but hey that same thing we, we can look back on this here in the Super Bowl, depending on what happens. But, yeah, I like I like the Seattle offense here. I like Russell Wilson. I like uh, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. I mean, I'm not going to try to narrow it down here. I just like the passing game in general. And if I like that, then I could, I could see some check downs to Travis Homer. His price tag's gone up a little bit, but, you know, I don't think Marshawn's going to cut it in this game. He, he He's a nice uh, he's a nice guy, and he's a cool personality to, to follow. But 
he's I think he's kind of lost it here as far as a running back. So I'll go with Travis Homer. And on the flip side, the Philly side, uh, oh man, he just doesn't have very many weapons. But I guess that's good for us in DFS. We can narrow our wide receiver pull down. If Ertz plays, Ertz is a good play. Godair is a good play regardless. And then there's Greg Ward. And after that, yeah, there's not very much in the receiving game. So I'll tell you who has looked good, and that's Boston Scott. The salary's caught up. I don't know if you want to play that now. Uh, but, man, that, guy, that kid's explosive. So if you wanted to, go for it. But I think there's offense here. There's, it's, uh, and I think it comes from the passing game. So that's where I'll focus on. Yeah, Scott has kind of muddied the waters. You know, a lot of people are feeling good about Miles Sanders, uh, obviously dealing with an injury. So we'll keep an eye on that. Sounds like he'll be good to go. But uh, Scott comes in and has the big game. Jordan Howard was a non-factor. But uh, there's still three guys there. So that, that it's going to make people hesitate. There's always an edge when that happens. When there's muddy waters, people aren't sure. Uh, you can find an edge. So once those ownership projections come out, uh, keep an eye on that. And I think Sanders uh, pretty intriguing here against Seattle, another team. Derek, that has struggled with running backs uh, catching the ball out of the backfield. So, uh, now again, I don't have a ton of interest in this game, but I think that's a situation to watch. Obviously, uh, the Zach Ertz situation, something to watch. Seattle, uh, when you adjust everything, they have been terrible against tight ends. So, uh, Ertz, Goddard, both in play, uh, no matter what happens there. So, uh, more interest on the Philly side for me. Derek, your thoughts here. Wrap us up, Seattle and Philly. Yeah, I'm surprised you don't have a little more interest in Seattle. Um, I mean, Russell Wilson in a must-win playoff game, it's hard not to like him. Uh, last week, you know, they don't have any running backs. So he had 40 pass attempts and eight rushing attempts himself. Uh, we don't see that type of volume from him very often. I think they're going to put the ball in his hands. Uh, he's my favorite quarterback play of the week. And if you take Tom Brady out of the player pool, there's like a $700 difference between the cheapest and most expensive quarterbacks. So, uh, there's really not a big difference in pricing, so you're not really going to get you know salary saver. So uh, take your pick at quarterback. Mine's going to be Russell Wilson. I like pairing him up uh, with Lockett or Metcalf, either one. They both have good matchups against a beatable secondary. Eagles have allowed the fourth most uh, schedule-adjusted fantasy points to wide receivers, so love that. As far as the running backs go for Seattle, <laughs> it's just hard for me to see Pete Carroll not giving Lynch all the work here. Travis Homer is definitely the better running back at this point, but – Lynch is going to get the goal line work, and he's probably going to out-snap him just because it's Pete Carroll. Uh, I just don't see you know, Homer having a huge role here. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, I'll probably be avoiding both. But if I have to choose, I'll choose Lynch over him. Uh, Hollister's interesting, too. I think he'll be a lower-owned option in this game because everyone will play the tight ends for the Eagles, and rightly so. You know, everyone's banged up there, and as you mentioned, Beer, the Seahawks have really struggled against tight ends. So love Ertz, love Goddard. Um, don't mind going to Greg Ward. And then just depending on what happens with Sanders, it sounds like he's going to play, but he isn't with an ankle injury. So if he ends up being out, then Boston Scott becomes interesting. And if Sanders does, you know, play and it doesn't sound like he's going to be limited, I don't think a lot of people will go there. And we've seen some huge games from him. He was on his way to a huge game last week um, in week 17. So I think he would be one of the better leverage plays of the week. So no worries about Wilson. I mean, that's just the upside. I mean, is there upside there? Yeah, you went nuts against Tampa in week nine. But even going back, they just they played in Philly week 12. That dude had 11 DraftKings points. He barely crossed 20 against San Francisco. Uh, if not, you're talking three, four, five, six, seven weeks in a row that he didn't top 20 fantasy points. Yeah, but they lost all three of their top running backs, and now they're playing a elite run defense and a bad secondary. I, I just see him – uh, airing it out quite a bit, and I think uh, he's going to get it going on the ground a bit too. All right, hey, I'm just playing the, the you know the the, the contrarian voice here, the, the devil's his, advocate. See, his see ceiling has been rather limited lately. 
All right, betting-wise, uh, again, we got a, a pretty tight line here. I lost it here. Hold on. Stand by. We have Seattle, road favorites, at minus one and a half, 46 on the total there. I will take the over in this game, and I will also take the Seahawks. I am going to go with the Eagles. Seems like everybody is going to want to bet Seattle in this spot, and it, it's still traveling across the country. Still a tough spot. Uh, Philly hasn't looked good, but I, I just think – I don't think Seattle's a good team. So I, I'm going to go with Philly to win an ugly one here. Chop, what do you got? I'll break that tie. I'm going to go Seattle here, minus yes. minus the points. Uh, I've seen enough Russell Wilson in big games to – like he, he, can be, he can be just about anybody. I think Philadelphia is just – with these injuries, just very, very overrated. All right, that will do it here for the wild card weekend. We talked about all the DFS plays. We talked about spreads and totals. Guys, any final thoughts here for everybody as we go into 2020? Derek. No, Happy New Year, everybody. As far as DFS goes this week, don't be afraid to target some of these uglier games like the Titans and Patriots. Somebody's going to you know, go off in those games, and those are going to be the guys you need for some of these really big tournaments. Yep, and late swap going to be very important here. So keep an eye on things. Make sure your latest player uh, in your flex spot. So uh, happy New Year, everybody. Thank you for listening. Chop, final thoughts here for the people before we get out of here. Yeah, enjoy this week. It's a This is a fun week, and next week is uh, just as fun. And then it kind of falls off a cliff, man, when you only got two games after that. So these are the last couple you can really enjoy. So enjoy them while they're here, and, and be safe out there, guys. Absolutely. Be safe, for sure. Uh, you know, We'll be back next week, our final show of the season, breaking down the divisional round. So make sure you guys come back for that. But we appreciate you guys listening, the feedback. Uh, and everything you guys have done. We love doing the shows, and hopefully uh, you guys take down some of these big tournaments here on Wild Card Weekend. For Notorious, for Head Chopper, I am Beer saying salut. Best of luck here in the Wild Card Weekend, guys. Happy New Year once again, and we will see you right back here next week. We're out of here.